everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Hallmark Heartbeats, a podcast all about Hallmark movies. I am your host, Camille. And today, I, we are going to be talking about the newest Hallmark film, A Tale of Love, starring Chris McNally and Brittany Bristow. This was such a great film. Um, it had a simple plot line, very simple characters, no like side stories, a very A to B to C movie. Easy to follow, easy to like, not complicated at all, and I absolutely love it. Sometimes movies don't need complications. Sometimes movies don't need 20 million characters and five stories to make a good movie, sometimes all you need is just one central storyline, two main characters, strong supporting actors, and dogs. And it will make a great movie. And this is what this movie was. This was old Hallmark, classic Hallmark, classic Hallmark trope, with no bells and whistles, just plain and simple. And it was great. Um, so let's start talking about it. The movie, again, stars Brittany Bristow and Chris McNally. They're both Hallmark legends, pretty much. Um, Chris has been a regular series actor on What Calls the Heart for the past three seasons, season six, seven, wait, no, take it back, four, I guess it's four now, <laughs> six, seven, eight, and nine um, seasons, he plays Lucas Bouchard, we love him, I'm a huge Luca Beth fan, he's a wonderful actor, he's great, he's also been in several Hallmark movies, um, The Sweetest Heart, Sailing Into Love, I mean, it's like such a, he's a good actor. He's really fun. And then Brittany Bristow, she's been on several Hallmark movies. Usually she's played the best friend, <laughs> sister, assistant. Um, to many of the Hallmark movies, um, the first leading role that she did was Double Holiday Date, which was fun. I like that one, too. Um, that, that combined. It's, I think, one of Hallmark's first Hanukkah movies, even though it was more like a Hanukkah slash Christmas movie, hence the holiday date. But yeah, it was a good movie. Um, so again, with these Hallmark stables as the lead actors, it was probably, it was very popular and long awaited for many fans. Anyway, this movie, the storyline is that Bella, who is played by Brittany, owns a dog rescue, and JR, who's played by Chris, owns like the dog food company, Stocker Food Company, that had sold the dog rescue property to Bella's grandmother 25 years ago or whatever. 
But now that JR is going to sell the company to Rachel, who's like the Wicked Witch of this movie. <laughs> Wicked Witch of Stockard. <laughs> um, Rachel wants to, like, wants to rescue, moved out of the property. And, you know, poof be gone to the building and she wants to tear everything down, etc. So anyway, the thing about it is, well, Grandma, Dana, played by Jane, um, she was like, hey, look, I bought this property from JR's parents. We have paperwork, you know, that says all this. Uh, it's somewhere in these 200-some boxes that your grandfather has been saving. And, you know, this is all mine, so we're not moving, right? Well, you know, what's hilarious is this movie brought out the... Um, Hallmark fans who think, who all of a sudden want Hallmark to be more real, if that makes sense. I mean, like, all of a sudden, all over Facebook and Twitter, all over social media, you get, like, property lawyers and real estate brokers and everything else talking about how this plot line makes no sense because how I mean, like, there's got to be paperwork that shows that they paid property tax for this, for their land, right? If that's actually their land, 25 years worth of it. And I'm sitting there going, Hallmark is fantasy land, right? Hallmark has, has been fantasy land for like 30 years since its existence, pretty much. And now all of a sudden you want reality seeped into the movie that these people pay property taxes, which has never happened before in any other Hallmark film. But I look at it like this. This movie was so good that people had to nitpick at it. And the only way they, they could find something to nitpick was that there was no records of property taxes being paid. I mean, I'm not a lawyer. I am not a real estate broker, I don't know anything about property taxes or whatever, but for me, if that's the only problem that you had with this movie, well then, great movie. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just kind of weird for me for people to complain that it's not a real, based on reality, when, um, well, let's see. Uh, there are not that many hidden royals going around the United States of America in on a road trip or, like, stuck out in a and b small-town B&B. There aren't time-traveling trains either <laughs> that I'm aware of. I mean, you Hallmark is fantasy. We escape reality and stuff. But anyway, yeah. So I guess it was such a good movie that that was the only thing that they could pick, so they pick on it. Anyway, JR and Bella go in search of this paperwork to prove that they own the property, 
Rachel, who's the person who's trying to buy Stockard Food Company, only gave them like six weeks to move up, which whew, I told her, I told um, Stephanie Moore, the actress who played Rachel, I was like, I don't like your character. For like first 10 minutes of the movie, I said, I was like, oh, there's someone in this movie I do not like. I sure enough. I did not like her. <laughs> you see, here's the thing. Rachel is like the perfect villain. And I say this with the um, highest compliment. Almost all Hallmark villains, and I put air quotes around that because they're not really villains, um, they have sort of a redemption arc. They have a change of heart. They don't sell the business. They, um, you know, find out, they realize that they're not the one for the main character, etc. Rachel is just evil <laughs> from beginning to end. And she's sneaky. She is so sneaky. So she gave JR, she gave Bella at the beginning of the movie, like a six week notice or something. Like, y'all need to move out of the dog rescue at this time because I'm about to you know, buy the property and, you know, kick y'all out, right? And JR is so nice and is so naive and he promises Bella, hey, look, I'm going to try to get Rachel to give you like a six-month extension or whatever. And she, he went up to Rachel and was like, hey, Rachel, you know, what would help with your relationship with Bella is if you guys, if you give her a six-month extension. And instead of actually like giving him a yes or no, or like a straight up answer. She was like, oh, I think about it. We'll see. Let, let's talk about it tomorrow. Or, you know, just kicking the ball to the next, you know, later. Or whatever. And I absolutely love it. I love it. So, anyway, they go through this whole movie. Chihar and Bella looking for the paperwork. Can't find the paperwork or whatever. Um, Nana has a... L little romance starting <laughs> with J.R.'s lawyer, the Stockard family's lawyer, Ed, Edward, Ed, not Edward. <laughs> um, Bella helps, tries to find a new home with this Belgian Malinois named Indy. Um, that she, she's a retired canine veteran. She went, she came from Kandahar, um, Indy and JR slowly gets attached. I mean, Chris McNally loves dogs. <laughs> he has two personal pit bulls. So that must not be hard to act like a dog lover. <laughs> and Indy is so cute. She's adorable. Anyway, um, Bella and Nana are trying to find homes for these dogs, trying to raise money for her rescue, while at the same time trying to look for paperwork, as well as finding a new place to go to in case there's no, they can't find the paperwork to prove that they own this property, right? And Rachel's breathing down their neck and totally not giving any conclusive answer as to whether or not she will give them an extension, which, in my opinion, she never ever planned on giving them an extension, but she never told them no. She just kept giving them hopes that she might tell them. Yes, you know, which is just evil. 
evil. <laughs> so, just when JR and Bella give up on the paperwork, JR is about to leave, um, about to be deployed again because he's in the army. He was on leave for a couple of weeks to finish his the sale of the stockard business, dog food business, etc. JR like sits on his desk and you know in his house or whatever. So I guess lifts lifts up some papers that were on his desk or something and flips them over and sees an empty sees a um, Manila envelope, looks inside it, and bam, there's the property papers that him and Bella have been looking for all throughout the movie. He calls his lawyer all excited, like, oh, look what I found, just when Rachel walks in. Rachel hears a phone conversation, hears that JR is getting so excited, and she is a sneaky, sneaky witch. She is sneaky. She goes and finds the manila envelope. First of all, JR, don't leave important papers like that around, because that is just bad. So anyway, Rachel, smart businesswoman, looks at the manila envelope and sees that this is the paperwork that shows that she doesn't own the property with the Bella Rescue. She takes a copy of the paperwork and runs off, right? JR heads to the lawyer's office. I was like, oh, I'm excited that he got the paperwork and he's going to be the savior Bella's savior, I guess. And he's like, look, I found a paperwork. And he looks in the manila envelope, and there's no paperwork. And he's like, oh, my God, dude, where is it? Where is it? I, I had it. And I guess there was another copy of something that Rachel missed. Because sure enough, in that envelope, there, were, there was another copy, which was Nana's actual copy. Why the Stockards had... Their copy, in Anna's copy, we don't know, but good thing that they did, because Rachel is a witch, <laughs> Bella's rescue is staying put, etc. Anyway, the end of the movie, Rachel, um, J.I. does it south of Rachel, he... he Stop, he switches from active duty to the reserves and stays, you know, um, in town and adopts Cindy. Okay, so here's the thing if anyone, for me as a military child, I'm, I'm, my dad was in the army for like 24 years, he's retired. If I was to be nitpicky about like Hallmark not being reality or whatever, that's what I would have been nitpicky about is the whole like, my, I, I'm not needed in this active duty war thing. I'm just going to join the reserves instead, which does not happen. <laughs> the military does not do that. No military in the world. I mean, at least the United States military doesn't do that. And since they had a U.S. flag in one of the background of the film, I would assume that they were saying that they were in the U.S., even though we know that they were filmed in Canada. But anyway, here's the thing. JR 
going from active duty to the reserves doesn't just happen like that. I mean, like, that's not normal. It's like, that doesn't happen. If I was to be nitpicky, I would have totally skipped over the whole property taxes thing and been like, <laughs> what U.S. military branch is he in? And um, how do I join? <laughs> how did my dad, how could my dad have not have joined? Um, but yeah. <laughs> This movie, I have to give it, like, four stars. I love this movie. This movie was hilarious from beginning to end. Like, again, it was simple. It was not complicated. There were no sad storylines. Every storyline was centered around getting this Bella rescue um, saved, right? I loved it. Um... Bella and JR had a lot of chemistry. It was cute. Like when I loved all their little mini dates that were not really dates, but they were dates, you know. Um, like when, I guess, my favorite part was when Bella and JR were like preparing for the TV interview that Bella was going to do. And... <laughs> They did like mock interview questions kind of thing. I thought that was so cute. It was adorable. It was sweet. I loved it. The dogs were 100% perfect. There was nothing wrong with it. Um, there was great diversity in the movie. They had a disabled character. They had a gay couple. They had um, a Hispanic character in the movie. It was wonderful. It was great. They also had a love story you know, with an older couple, Nana and Ed. Um, and again, nothing complicated. But for me, my favorite character in the whole film was Rachel. <laughs> she was just, I'm sorry. She was like in the movie for a total of, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes, 15 or 20 minutes. But the whole time that she was on the on screen, you can't, like, take your eyes off of her. You can't. She's the most memorable character in a film. I remember when I was on Twitter, after the movie aired, there were, like, <laughs> 20 or 30 tweets that I could find, anyway, um, that was all about Rachel. Rachel being mean, Rachel being a witch, Rachel. Someone said that they wanted to tar and feather her and drag her off. <laughs> I, mean, I had told the actress, Stephanie Mitchell, I said to her, like, you might need to hire bodyguards. You might need to, you know, get Hallmark to <laughs> hire you some bodyguards after this movie airs. And she was like, am I really that bad? I didn't want to say it. But yeah, <laughs> your character was that evil, um, in my opinion. <laughs> anyway, the interview with Stephanie Moore will come out later this week. We talk about like her role as Rachel, um, her favorite Disney char villain <laughs> character, and some behind-the-scenes stories about the film. I when I first saw it last week as part of like preparation for my interview with Brittany I was just enamored with this woman <laughs> I was like I don't know what it means 
Would I say that the villain is my favorite character, but she's my favorite character. <laughs> J.R. and Bella, they are also like such a great chemistry, so much fun. The dogs are great. The plot line, again, was very simple, very um, easy to follow. It wasn't like complicated. It, it, light, it was lighthearted. It was, you know, not that hard, if that makes sense, to follow. Um, the plot line is that this woman wants to shut down the rescue. They got to prove that they are the owners, and they fall in love while looking for the paperwork to prove that they're the owners. Bam. Oh, wow, that was like a one-sentence <laughs> summary of the plot but yeah it was such a great movie the dogs were great Chem the chemistry was great the diversity was great um and for the willy nillies who want to nitpick about reality you can do it if you want i just am not that type of person because uh that's nitpicking and if it if you want to like go there well, let's do it with every movie, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good movie, fun. Um, I'm sad that Spring Into Love is now over. We have a break next week, but that will mean that I get have I will be releasing the two podcasts reviewing um, Curious Caterer, Die for Chocolate and Love Classified. I haven't released those yet. i just been so busy with everything else. I did do that. Um, those will be out next week. The movies for May are Warming Up To You for May 5th with Cindy Busby and Christopher Russell as well as Road Trip Romance, starring Natalie Hall and Corey Seaver. That movie premieres on May 14th. Um, Romance to the Rescue, starring Andrea Brooks, Marcus Rosner, and Nathan Vita. That, that's also like the same weekend as One Calls the Heart season finale, so another One Calls the Heart double feature. <laughs> Um, um, that's on Hallmark Channel. On Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, they have two movies called Heart of the Matter, starring Amy T. Garden, Gail O'Grady, Andrew Zakar, and Chandler Massey. That is on May 15th. And Ripped Time, starring Tori DeVito and Niall Matter. Um, yeah, so that's it for May. I uh, can't wait to talk to you guys about it next month. If you are still listening at this point of the podcast, please join my Facebook group, Hallmark Movie Fans for Diversity. We talk about all the Hallmark films. We are advocates for diverse storylines, diverse casting in the Hallmark films. Um, we don't allow homophobia or racism. We're very strict about that, not like other groups. 
if you want to support the podcast, please join my Buy Me a Coffee page. The link is in the description. It's only for $1 a month to get early access to interviews and podcasts and stuff like that before it comes out. Anyway, see you guys later. See you guys next week. Talk to you later. Bye.